Well, good morning. I want to welcome everyone where you're at listening in. Uh, this is going to be a, another interesting experience as we're being flexible during these times. Uh, currently staying on stage with a small group. Connie and Becca and John are here. We're going to be we're getting get some worship going this morning. Um, we're going to start just by opening up with a uh, a song, "Your Love, O Lord," and then uh, after that, we'll yeah, we'll go from there. And I will lift my voice to worship. find my strength in the shadow of your wings. And I will lift my I will lift 
I want you all to know that currently, even though you're worshiping in your house, you might seem like you're alone, you're unified with the church body that's worshiping with you right now. It's, it's a, reminds me of the early church where they had to meet together in one, another, one another's homes and just how, how powerful and how widespread the church was growing. And we have the advantage of being able to, you know, listen online and meet together, but it doesn't diminish the fact that Christ is here with us. He's meeting here encouraging and when you're worshiping it's not just you it's it's pe- believers all over potlatch ever, all over the world worshiping online so it's it's a really neat thing to remember and yeah i will, just want to um we're going to keep worshiping here in a second but i wanted to read a, a passage it's from romans 12 uh, starting in verse uh, 9 for those uh, who are able to turn there really quick but if you're not just listen while i read it says uh love must be sincere Hate what is evil, cling to what is good. Be devoted to one another in love. Honor one another above yourselves. Never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor, serving the Lord. Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. Share with the Lord's people who are in need. Practice hospitality. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Mourn with those who mourn. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be proud, but be willing to associate with people of low position. Do not be conceited. Do not repay evil for any. Uh, do not repay anyone evil for evil. Be careful to do what is right in the eyes of everyone. If it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Do not take revenge, my dear friends, but leave room for God's wrath. For it is written, "It is mine to avenge; I will repay," says the Lord. On the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, Give him something to drink. In doing this, you will heap burning coals on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. We have a, uh, a neat opportunity with this virus and all these families in need. Uh, I, I want to encourage the, uh, the family of uh, Faith Church to really seek out those who might be in need. Keep your eyes and ears open for anyone who might be lacking and try to try to fill that um, I'm just going to open in prayer, and then we'll, we'll continue worshiping together. Dear Lord, we thank you so much for meeting us here. We thank you for how you move in this church body, how you move in our community. Lord, we love you so much, and I pray this morning that you'll uh, meet us wherever we're at, that we'll be encouraged, that we'll be challenged, that we'll be convicted. Lord, I pray that you make your face and your presence known to us this morning. Dear Lord, we're going to cover a lot of prayer requests later on, but Lord, right right now, I pray that you prepare our hearts for whatever you need to do in us. Lord, allow us to be 
to be humble coming before you. Allow us to be be ready to to move whenever you say to move. Dear Lord, we thank you so much for for how you make yourself known to us and how you speak to us. We love you so much. In Jesus' name, amen. Uh, we're also going to be putting the words to the songs we're doing on our Facebook page for those who have Facebook. So otherwise, just listen in and sing along. Rage, I know my God is in control. 
oceans roar, you are the Lord of all, the one who calms the wind and waves and makes my heart be still. Though the earth gives way, the mountains move into the sea, the nations rage, I know my God is in control. Lord of hosts, you're with us, with us in the fire. You're with us as a shelter, with us in the storm. You will lead us through the fiercest Sovereign over every 
Wait. 
worship you. You are way maker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness. My God, that is who you are. You are. You are way maker, 
darkness, my God, that is who you are. You are waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness, my God, that is who Wanted to say good morning to Faith Church, wherever you are this morning. Um, hopefully those of you that have little children at home and your kids are making lots of noise and disturbing you, uh, just know we would like to have them here. We miss that noise, and uh, we miss your presence here this morning. You know, I was just thinking about a couple of things as uh, we've been singing and that, and uh, I was just thinking about, first of all, I want to just talk about our uh, being separated you know, as I get older, uh, I realize the importance of stretching. And really what stretching does is strengthen the muscles. And uh, if you want to look at it this way, we're being stretched. We're being stretched apart from each other so that when we come back together, we'll be stronger. So I want you to think about that. But also I was thinking about getting older, and, and uh, I, my children have alluded to the fact that I'm a fossil. You know, and I got thinking, we all should be fossils. We should leave an impression in this world. So I want you to become fossils today. I want you to start leaving an impression in this world. Hallelujah. We have a number of prayer requests this morning that, I, that were posted up on our Facebook page and were mentioned, and we want to take care of those this morning and pray for the needs. Uh, first of all, I want to just make mention of a prayer request from our missionaries in Spain. Uh, they sent me an update this morning on what's going on with the virus over in Spain. And uh, there have been uh, almost 80,000 people infected. There have been 6,500 deaths. Uh, if you want to figure all that out, it's about 14% uh, of the people that get this are dying over there. Uh, there were 838 uh, deaths today already, which they are about 10 or 11 hours ahead of us. Uh, and there was 832 deaths yesterday in Spain. And I'm sure that this is probably comparable to a lot of countries uh, besides the United States. So we need to remember the world as uh, we are praying today for different things. We also want to remember Chris uh, Riddlemoser's mom, Beth. Uh, she's been admitted to the hospital in Boise, and she's either got pneumonia or the, the virus. We, we don't know which, but we want to join in prayer. She's already been compromised. She has uh, been through some uh, extensive <laughs> surgeries and, I believe, cancer therapy. So we want to just remember her. Uh, there's a young man in Boise named Stefan. Uh, he's struggling with a, a loss of life to cancer, and he's very angry with the Lord. 
we want to join and just lift him up. You know, God is not upset that people get angry with him. You know, he, he wants them to begin to look and to deal with him. And he, he will assure them and, and, and get into their hearts and let them know what he is really like. We want to continue to pray for Rick McCauley, Rodeo, and uh, his upcoming uh, shoulder surgery. His appointment is coming this Thursday. Um, uh, first of all, that the, the appointment will be kept. We want to pray for that. But the, the doctors will do a good job and that his recovery time will be uh, quick. And his recovery time will be within the limits of about three months. Uh, we have a praise report this morning from MJ. Uh, for most of you who knew, she went in for pancreatic cancer surgery this week. And they had to take less of the pancreas than they were planning on, uh, which is good. And there was no spread. So we want to pray for her recovery while she's in Spokane with Jim and protection for both of them and that they can get back home uh, safely within about a week or so. And we want to continue just to pray for our nation as we deal with this coronavirus uh, you know, a lot of people at risk. Uh, just as I read with Spain, you know, maybe it's not quite as relevant here yet. But, uh, you know, we have to realize that it's there. And uh, we need to pray that God would take care of it. So uh, let's just go ahead and pray for these at this time. Father, we just want to remember Beth this morning. Father, we know that she's been through a lot previously. And Lord, as she is in the hospital this morning, Lord, I just pray that you'd come alongside her. Lord, we know her faith, that she believes in you and trusts in you. So, Lord, we just pray that the Comforter, the Holy Spirit, would come alongside her this morning and reassure her heart. And, Lord, that her strength would return. Lord, her health would return. And she would be able to serve you uh, in the joy and the life that she has, Lord. We just thank you for her and just ask, Lord, that, that healing touch. Lord, we pray for this young man, Stephan, Lord. He does not know you, Lord. And I, I don't know if he even cares to know you. But in all reality, he needs you, Father. And to blame death upon you, Lord. We, we understand as Christians that, you know, that's just part of life. We die, and sin has brought death upon us. But, Father, I just pray that uh, even in his anger, Lord, that he will meet you. And, Father, I know that even at this time, you're setting things up so that he will meet you. Father, he will have to come to the realization that someday he's going to have to take care of this face-to-face -face with you. And I just pray, Lord, that as he comes to that place, Lord, that he will realize who you truly are as we as Christians know who you truly are, a God of love and concern. And Lord, you know all things. You look upon our hearts. And Father, you're not as interested in our physical man as you are our spiritual man. So we just pray, Lord, that you will reach out and touch this young man's spiritual man. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. We've just continued to pray for Rick. Lord, we just thank you for his faithfulness within this body. And we just pray, Lord, that as the time for his... Uh, Surgery comes near, Lord, that you'll continue to hold on to that appointment, Lord, that you will keep it open for him, that he may go through this and get this done so that, Lord, he may heal and get back to the work at hand that he needs to do. We just thank you for that, Lord. We want to just thank you for MJ's uh, surgery, that it was successful. We just pray for her recovery, Lord, that it be speedy, Lord, that you will keep her protected as she is in the hospital from the virus and, and all these things, Lord, and bring her home safely. Father, that we might see and, uh, Lord, just uh, visit with her and just, Lord, pray with her even closer in the name of Jesus. Lord, and we do lift up the nations this morning. Lord, we lift up our nation. Father, first of all, Lord, we pray for our leaders that they would be wise in the things and the decisions that they make concerning this virus, Lord. Uh, Lord, that they will know the mind of God. And, Lord, we pray for the other countries, even as was mentioned this morning, Spain, Lord, so many people dying from this. I know, Lord, out of... Uh, millions and millions of people. It doesn't seem like much, but Lord, 
Uh, you know every sparrow that falls, and Father, you know every heart and every person that has fallen for this, and we just pray, Lord, that you will just uh, stay this virus, Lord, that you will cause us, Lord, to be wise in what we do and how we prepare and how we go about dealing with this. But, Father, that you would just strike this down in the name of Jesus, Lord, that you would just bring an end to this pestilence. Father, that may be through just our repentance as a church. Lord, that as we seek your face and turn from our wicked ways, Lord, that you will heal our land and you will cure and take away these pestilences. Just help us, Lord, to be very sensitive to your word this morning. Father, we just want to thank you, Lord, that we can uh, come to you this morning as a body of believers. Lord, may even though we're not in one place, we are in one body and in one spirit. We just thank you for that. Amen. I want to just encourage you, too, to if, if you have prayer requests and want to stay connected, reach out. We've got phones. We've got the Internet, all these type of things. Uh, you know, uh, let your requests be made known to us so that we can pray together, uh, fellowship with one another, talk to one another. Uh, like I said, we may be being stretched at this time, but it's going to make us stronger in the end. I want to speak this morning on something that's talked about quite a bit it seems like lately, and that's communication. We talk about how important communication is in our lives and in all facets of our life. It's a key to success, whether it's in business or in relationships or in marriage. Uh, we need to learn how to communicate and to communicate rightly. And I was just thinking about God, in a sense, has a, a plan for communication if we will just listen to Him. And I want to go into... Uh, uh, well, let's go into, no, I'm going to go into Colossians first. Colossians 4 and verse 6. I think we need to get a kind of a relevance here of how God looks at speech. You know, we, we talk a lot, and uh, we need to learn how to talk in, in a matter of speaking. So in the, the fourth chapter of Colossians in verse 6, it says, Let your speech be always with grace, seasoned with salt, that you may know how you ought to answer every man. I was just thinking about this, and as I read this, it almost seemed like a, a menu for a, a meal, you know. I don't know what you like to eat, but, I mean, I was thinking, well, a good steak on a bed of rice with a little bit of salt on it, and uh, that makes for a good, successful meal to me. I, I really love wild rice, and I love steak, and a little bit of salt doesn't hurt. But I was just thinking about this. This is kind of God's uh, menu here is preparation for a good speech or a good communication, let your speech be always with grace, with grace. It's a wonderful thing to think about, grace, and, uh, but also seasoned with salt. And we're going to get into all these things, but I, I do want to go to James here, uh, chapter 1. I want to go to verse 19. Wherefore, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear, Slow to speak, slow to wrath. If you want to go prior to that a little bit, it's talking about how that every good gift comes down from the Father of lights and that of his own will begat he us. And therefore, because we have been begotten by the Son of God, uh, we need to be quick to hear, slow to speak, and slow to wrath. So we kind of have three keys here to good communication. Being quick to hear, slow to speak, and slow to wrath. Uh, I was just thinking about something that Connie has said a, a couple of times as we've been in choir practice, and I've heard other people say, you know, we have two ears and one mouth. 
So we should listen twice as much as we speak. But I got to thinking about this, and I thought, you know, in all reality, really, I think what God is saying here, you have one ear to listen to God and one ear to listen to the person that you're speaking to. Uh, you know, that's why we have two ears, so that we can listen to God and listen to the person that's speaking. We need to know what God would have us say. It's just like what we read in Colossians, you know. Seasoned with salt that you may know how you ought to answer every man. You know, God knows how to answer every man. Just like we were talking about this young man that uh, is angry with God. God knows how to deal with him. And if it happens to be that we come in contact with him, we need to pray that God will give us the grace to speak the things that he needs to hear. So we need to be listening to God. We've been talking about that over the last few months, how it's so important to hear that small, still voice of God and, and then to do what he asks us to do. But, but we see here that uh, we need to be quick to hear. In other words, we need to be listening. We need to be listening to what the other person says and what God is saying to us uh, as in response to that. One ear for God, one ear for the speaker. Value God's word and the other person's words also. So often we don't listen to what people are saying. We don't value what they're saying. But we need to be quick to hear. Then we need to be slow to speak. And in Colossians it says that, you know, uh, our speech is to be seasoned with salt. And really what this is talking about, it needs to be prepared with wisdom or discernment. Our speech, before we talk, it needs to be prepared with prudence or wisdom or discernment of what we need to say. That's why we need to have an ear for God, what God is saying to us, so that we can speak those things that God would have us to speak. So we need to be slow to speak. We need to take time to think. You know, so often we've heard that old saying, well, you know, uh, engage brain before engaging mouth or, you know, put, put brain in gear before engaging mouth. And so often we don't do that. You know, we're... We're run by emotions. We don't think about what we're saying. And I think that's what God is trying to deal with us this morning. We need to start thinking about how we talk. We need to be slow to wrath, it says in here. Quick to hear, slow to speak, and slow to wrath. You know, I don't know, but in most of the times when you're in a communication situation, it's because you're dealing with something that maybe you're not quite agreeing on. The worst thing that we can do is to enter it in an emotional state of anger because you'll never get any uh, results out of that. I was just thinking about how that, you know, a lot of times it's not what you say, it's how you say it. You know, you can say the best things, but if you say them in anger, they won't be received. So we've got to make sure that our speech is seasoned with grace or is with grace. And I was thinking about this word grace and I began to look it up and I thought it was so interesting. It means God's divine influence upon the heart of its, and its reflection, excuse me. God's divine influence upon the heart and its reflection in our lives. That's what grace is. Grace is the fact that God has done something in our hearts and our lives, and it shines forth. You know, and that's what will change other people's lives. It's not so much a lot of times what we say, but it's how we say it and how we deliver it and what they see coming out of our life. You know, if God has dealt with us kindly in our lives and we expel that in a, an angry motion, it's not going to reflect what has happened in our hearts. Grace truly is, a, is God's divine influence upon our heart and its reflection on our lives or in our lives. We need to be what we say we are. 
You know, our words need to reflect who is inside of us. If God has truly uh, infiltrated your heart and your life, then he should come out in your speech and in your actions. Uh, we need to make sure that we're not speaking out of anger or out of wrath. In Ephesians 4.29, uh, it says, Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth. I think so often as Christians we think, well, this is filthy language or cursing. But really this word corrupt means to be rotten, worthless, or bad. And so often, you know, we say things that are worthless. They have no uh, good impact on anyone's life. I was thinking about Jesus and an interaction he had with Peter one time. And he was talking about how he had to go to Jerusalem and suffer many things. And Peter said to him, oh, that's not going to happen, Lord. And Jesus rebuked him. If you know the story, he said, get thee behind me, Satan. What Peter had spoken was a corrupt word. It was a worthless, it was a bad word, it was a rotten word. You know, it did not bring life, it did not bring any, you know, good to the situation. Jesus was having a hard time as it was probably approaching this in his own death. And then to have one say, well, you don't, you know, you don't really need to do that really is what he was saying. Jesus was saying, yes, I do, and what you're saying is wrong. So, you know, get behind me. I, I can't accept this word. We've always heard that... Uh, well, it used to be a song. One bad apple can't spoil the whole bunch. Yes, it can. <laughs> and it will if it's left there. And that's why our speech is so important because if we're speaking rotten apples and it's in the bunch, it's going to spoil the whole bunch, the whole basket full. We need to speak the truth in love. you know. And that's so important. So many people think, well, I'm just speaking the truth. But is it in love? You know, if we're really not speaking the truth in love, we're not speaking the way we ought to speak. Your speech should be with grace, always with grace, seasoned with salt, uh, that you may know how you ought to answer every man. Hallelujah. In Proverbs 51, it says, A soft answer turns away wrath. We've got to learn how to speak kindly to people. You know, so often we, we speak out of frustration or out of anger. And it just does no good. You know, I, I, I've noticed this at times, you know, even with uh, my marriage, that I snap sometimes, and I don't know why, but it does no good. It, it's not what God wants, and there, there usually has to come an apology uh, and, uh, you know, forgiveness, and then, a, you know, kind of a regaining of trust and, and love that way. But we need to learn to be tender with our answers, not rough, not wrathful. I, I was reading... This in uh, the Amplified Version, and it said, A soft and gentle and thoughtful answer turns away wrath, but hard and painful and careless words stir up anger. I just thought that added so much to it. Also in Proverbs 25, it speaks about, and in Amplified, it says this, By patience and a calm spirit, a ruler may be persuaded, and a soft and gentle tongue breaks the bone of resistance. You know, God is trying to teach us that we need to speak kindly and gently with people, with understanding. You know, if you go throughout the New Testament and look, there was one time it seems like that Jesus got angry, and that was in the temple. And that's when people were using the house of God for ill gain. You know, uh, you know and I think that's why, you know, as Christians, I think we probably all are a little bit peeved at that. You know, to, to see people using their stance with God to raise money illicitly 
or for ill-gotten gain. You know, I was just thinking about, it's been a number of months, maybe a year ago that I was listening and there was a man and he was speaking to his congregation. He was trying to talk them out of millions and millions of dollars so that he could have an airplane to fly around to all of his meetings. And, the, and I mean, it was in the millions, 20, I, it may even been more than that. And I got to thinking about it and I thought, you know, at, at that much money, at $2,000 a round trip for a plane ticket, which is probably a little bit out there, he could have gone on 10,000 trips. Well, that would have lasted him for 30 years if he went every day for 30 years. <laughs> you know, that 20 million or whatever. Instead of having a plane, he could have had the money and, uh, you know, went every day. So I, he, what he was desiring was way out of line as far as I'm concerned. But, but we need to make sure that, you know, we're striving to please God. And the things that we're saying are true. And we're not, you know, using wrath. We're not, you know undercutting people's faith in God by the things we say and the things we do. I want to just encourage you this morning, make sure that your speech is always with grace, seasoned with salt, that you may be able to give an answer to every man that asks you. I think we have one more song in closing this morning.
thank you so much for what you've done. Lord, we thank you for who you are and how you move and how you work. Lord, I pray that you teach us to be mindful of the things that we speak. Lord, I pray that we learn to be uplifting and encouraging, that we, we help spread your kingdom instead of tear it down. Lord, I pray that you go with us throughout this week, allow us to encourage one another, allow us to lift one another up. Allow us to function like the body of Christ is designed to function and that next week we'll, we'll meet again ready to hear more words from you through Lee and we will be able to worship together once again. We love you so much and for who you are and what you do. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, everyone.